Hello, I'm Chris Kreitschow, and this is the New Rust Station Podcast, a show about learning the Rust programming language. This is Crates You Should Know, RLS. In terms of exciting things happening in the Rust ecosystem right now, there are a lot we could mention. Not least, crates like Diesel and Rocket, which are especially appealing to me as a web developer. And we'll get around to a bunch of those, eventually. But today the crate I want to talk about is one you're not very likely ever to use by adding it to your crates.toml file, but which, by the end of 2017, I think you will probably be using in every single Rust project you create. The Rust Language Service, or RLS for short. The RLS is Rust's answer to the question, how do we make it easy for everyone to have a great integrated development environment for Rust? For the most part, IDEs for other languages have always had to implement their own smarts about the language. So, for example, the JetBrains family of IDEs. Tools like IntelliJ IDEA, WebStorm, PyCharm, RubyMine, CLion, and so on – all of them use some common underlying infrastructure for things like code analysis and code completion and refactorings and so on. That infrastructure is shared among JetBrains products, but they have to implement everything specific to Java or Scala or JavaScript or Python or PHP or C++ for themselves. And of course, if you open up Eclipse, it has its own infrastructure for code completion and refactoring and so on. Lighterweight GUI text editors like Atom or Visual Studio Code or Sublime Text have their own code completion. And if you're running Vim or Emacs, they have their own tools for these kinds of functionality as well. Every editor has to re-implement the same things. But not so with Rust, or a few other modern languages. And this is good news. The Rust language service means every editor which supports the open source language service protocol can have completion, type inference, type checking, and soon enough, not today, but soon, automated refactoring and code formatting tools, basically for free. A few years ago, as part of its work on Visual Studio Code and also the plugins it developed for supporting cross-platform .network in C Sharp, Microsoft developed the Language Service Protocol. The protocol defines a standard way for a client, normally though not necessarily an editor of some sort, to talk to a server, for example a compiler or some other kind of language analysis tool. The protocol defines the kinds of messages, the format they go in, and so on, that it supports in a straightforward JSON format. And because it is a straightforward JSON format, you can actually talk to a language service protocol server via a simple command line call if you want, which makes it fairly easy to test at a basic level, and it also, at least in principle, lets you do pretty interesting things like building read-evaluate print loops or REPLs with it. There is nothing like that on the radar for Rust, at least to the best of my knowledge, but it's certainly an interesting possibility. I use the TypeScript language service that's integrated in the language itself every day at work, and the ideas there, though they haven't been extracted to the language service protocol, work phenomenally well. It means that editors like VS Code, Sublime, and Atom all have pretty similar feature sets and all have pretty similar behavior when you're doing TypeScript development, even though they're very different editors from each other in many other ways. It 
actually brings the experience of writing TypeScript in those editors, even with community-supported plugins, as is the case in Atom and Sublime, very nearly to parity with the professionally developed and supported features of JetBrains IDEs. And for that matter, they are exactly on parity, even with the official Microsoft-supported VS Code plugin, because that plugin is just a client for the TypeScript language service. Again, not identical to the general language service protocol, but the same basic ideas. And now we get that in Rust. As you'll recall, if you listened to the second news episode a few months ago, we've known this was coming down the line, and back in the end of 2016, it was already available, albeit in a very early and very rough alpha state. As of this week, in mid-April 2017, the Rust language service has graduated from the early alpha stage it was in then to beta. And as a result, you can get it with nightly builds of Rust today by using RustUp. You just do RustUp update nightly, and then RustUp component add RLS, RustUp component add Rust analysis, and RustUp component add Rust source. Even better, because this all depends on RustUp, editor plugins, at least in theory, can do all of this for you just by asking you permission to run RustUp. The best ways to use it today are either to follow the instructions with a reference VS Code client from the official repository, or to use Kalita Alexei's VS Code Rust VS Code extension, which is an actively developed fork of the older and unfortunately now unmaintained Rusty Code extension. And I'll link that in the show notes, of course. Using it day-to-day has been very good even in those alpha stages, getting things like code completion and type info, being able to hover over a particular thing and see what its type is, being able to get automatic completion based on both the compiler and racer, being able to get inline errors from the compiler automatically integrated even as you're typing, which is to say before something like Cargo Check could quite get all of it for you, I have really enjoyed using the Rust language service so far, and it's only going to keep getting better now that it's hit beta and it's much easier to install. So as you can hear, there's a lot that works well now, but there is also a lot of room for further improvement with the Rust language service. The first and most painful of these things to me is that there are no automated refactorings yet, even the simple ones like renaming things. Yes, the combination of find and replace and a reliable compiler take you a long way on that. It's worlds and worlds better than the same kind of things in JavaScript or Python. But being able to just hit a keyboard shortcut and rename a function or a type or even just a local variable and have it work everywhere it needs to throughout your whole code base that's a big win. When you've gotten used to being able to do that, going back to not having it feels positively barbaric. The same is true of extracting chunks of code into their own functions. You don't always know exactly where things will break down into discrete transformations from one type to another when you start, nor do you know where common patterns will emerge that are worth extracting. Good refactoring tools let you do that on the fly as you go while you're working through some chunk of your code base. And speaking from lots of experience, that's an incredible productivity boost. Unfortunately, the RLS doesn't have it yet. Renames do exist in the RLS, they're just behind a feature flag, and although further refactoring is still just a twinkle in Nick Cameron and Jonathan Turner's eyes, they being the main ones developing it, 
there is hope. Those things are on the broader roadmap, and they should come down the line in the next several months. In part, that lack is because of the other thing that isn't there yet, further improvements to the compiler itself to support the Rust language service. Some of the initial requirements for the RLS have landed, things like incremental compilation in general. Those are landing now on beta and will hopefully soon enough be on stable builds. Other changes are further off, though. Getting data on demand from the compiler and being able to get it incrementally for just the very specific local pieces of code needed in a given code base rather than the whole code base, those aren't there yet. When they do land, hopefully someday in the future, and these are all very far-off wishes, nothing soon, they could ripple out to have some powerful effects elsewhere in the Rust development cycle. It's not hard to imagine how they could be helpful not only for code completion, but for compilation speed, and even for a REPL-like interactive programming approach. Of course, that's all me just dreaming at this point. But that's the Rust language service and where it's at today in a nutshell. It's already making my life far more awesome when I'm writing Rust, and I'm really excited to see where it goes over the next year. If you enjoyed hearing a little bit about the Rust language service today and you would like to hear more details, you're in luck! Coming up next is an interview with the aforementioned Jonathan Turner, who helped build the TypeScript language service that is integrated with the language itself and has been one of the leads working on the Rust language service. I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks to Anthony Deschamps, Christopher Gifford, Chris Palmer, Dan Abrams, Daniel Collin, Matt Rutter, Ben Whitley, Peter Tillemans, Philip Keller, Rafe Levine, and Vesakaila Virta for sponsoring the show this month. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can set up recurring contributions at patreon.com slash newrustation, or you can give a one-off contribution at any of a number of other services listed on the show website. Or, of course, if you're a company interested in advertising with developers, you can get in touch. You can also find show notes and links for this episode and for previous episodes, along with code samples for many of those episodes, at newrustation.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at New Rust Station or follow me there at Chris Kreitcho. If you enjoy the show, please do me a favor, tell somebody about it. You can also help others discover the show by rating and reviewing it in iTunes or on another podcast app directory, or you can just share it around on whatever social media you use. I'd also love to hear your feedback, including suggestions for topics, for interviewees, and so on, especially interviewees. I'm hoping to move to an every-other-month rotation between mainline topics and interviews. So you can post those, as noted, on social media, or you can send them to me via email at hello at newrustation.com, or you can always leave those as bits of feedback in the threads for the episode on the Rust User Forum, Hacker News, or Reddit. Until next time... Happy, faster, and more productive coding with the Rust Language Service.